The World Cup, on off the ball, covering the good, the bad and, well, the ugly of what's happening in Qatar. Neymar can push the ball between your legs because he just sees things. Subscribe to the OTB Football Podcast feed now. Mark your card in association with Betway. Who are you backing? Underdog or favourite? 18 plus. Bet the responsible way. Visit dunlouis.net. Welcome to our horse racing tipping podcast. Mark your card, turn off the ball. I'm John Duggan and Mark your card is in association with Betway. Get money back as a free bet if your horse finishes second in a selected meeting every day. 18 plus only. T's and C's apply. Bet the responsible way. We're delighted to be joined by Betway ambassador Katie Walsh, the former Irish Grand National and Cheltenham Festival winning jockey, who's on the line to preview this weekend's racing. Katie, how's the form? Hey John, how are you? Not too bad now. All is really good. Thank you. Yeah, great stuff. And we had a good week. After the first week, we had a winner and a third. So looking to uh, point the punters in the right direction again this weekend. So much great racing, Katie. So let's get straight to it. Six runners in the Tingle Creek, the grade one at Sandown this Saturday, a 2.55 start. Shishkin, the favourite ahead of last year's runner and winner, Greenatine, Arkle Chase winner, Edward Stone, and the William Mullins trained gentleman to me. They're the four market principles. How do you assess this Tingle Creek chase, Katie? Oh, I, to be honest, John, I think if Shishkin was obviously so disappointing in the Betway Cream of the Champion Chase last year, um, but if he turns up, all guns, I think this is a horse they're all going to have to beat. Um, obviously, first run of the season isn't ideal, but um, you saw the way Nicky Henderson produced Constitution Hill last weekend, first run of the season. He was absolutely phenomenal. Although this is another step up again with the, with the Tingle Creek and a very competitive race. Um, I still think if if he turns up at the Shishkin that we all love and know, um, he's the horse that they're all going to have to beat. Do you think it was the ground that did it for him last uh, season? Oh, no. It was to, over too early. You know what I mean? It was, we, we got no run for our money at all. We all were, we were, we were all looking forward to it so much and um, it was just all over too soon there's something was amiss I don't know did did something ever come to light afterwards but um, uh, you know you you can say it's the ground after a mile and a half but like I don't think you can say it's the ground after the second fence it was all over too quick so I think if if he's back to himself and uh, the price would suggest that he is and Nicky Henderson's horses are obviously absolutely flying Um, you know he he's definitely better than than all of these and um, if the real Shishkin turns up he wins um, but for some reason he doesn't I think that Paul Nicholas's horse Grand Anatine is uh, next best Very good Okay so John Bond runs in the preceding race uh, Katie in the colours of J.B. McManus in the Henry VIII Novices Chase Does he look like a horse that could reach the top over fences for you? Yeah, I think he's going to be a better chaser even really than what he was a hurdler. Um, I thought he was quite free over hurdles. He was very good in work the last day. Um, definitely the further he went, the better he got. He's really having a proper look at his fences. And sometimes those free-going types of horses, they're better off over fences because there's more to look at and they back off a little bit, which he does do. He's definitely looking at what he's doing. And for that reason, he's going to be a better ride and an easier ride for Aidan Coleman. Um, I thought he was very good in work and he beat no slouch in Paul Nichols's horse who was um, rated 148 over hurdles, uh, Mon Marcel is it, and um, he's rated 140. Sorry, he was rated 149 over hurdles, and he's rated 148 over fences. You know, he beat no slouch, and um, I thought he was very good. And uh, I think just thinks I think if he all he has to do is turn up, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot to to take him on. And uh, yeah, I do think he's definitely going to step in the right direction. 
Okay, so up at Aintree on Saturday, we got the Many Clouds chase uh, off at half one. Some interesting runners here over three miles. Horses we know, Ahoy Senior, Chantry House, and the Grand National winner, Noble Yates, just to name three. Yeah, um, you know, Emma Mullins is talking up Noble Yates. I mean, he might be a Gold Cup contender, but if he is going to be a Gold Cup contender, he's going to want to beat all these. You know, it's, it's all right to take part. Loads of horses can take part in the Gold Cup and you know, you could be fourth or fifth. But I mean, if if he thinks he really is going to be a, a contender, he's going to have to beat these. Chantry House is a funny one. Um, if he turns up, he can be extremely impressive. And when he doesn't turn up, he doesn't talk out. You know what I mean? He doesn't want to play ball. Um, so for, for me, um, as I say, I think if Chantry House is, uh, sorry, if I think if uh, Emmett Mullins thinks that Noble Yates is going to be a, a um, Gold Cup horse. He's the horse they're going to have to beat. Ahoy Senor ran two free the last day. It was very disappointing, but a very good horse in his own right as well. I think he'd be better to say he was too fresh and too keen. But, um, you know, I think um, Ahoy Senor is a very good horse. I'd like to be riding him. Um, but, I mean, they're not talking about a Gold Cup for Ahoy Senor. They're talking about a Gold Cup for Noble Yates. And if, if Emma thinks that he is going to be a Gold Cup contender, he's going to have to beat these. Now, the Beecher Chase over the Grand National Fences off at 2.05 after that race. You know what it's like to ride over those fences. What is it like for the punters out there who don't know? Oh, you know, it's, I mean, the Beecher is a, any race to ride, anytime you get an opportunity to ride over the National Fences is just unbelievable. But it makes it so special because it's only on uh, for the Beecher, the Grand Sefton, and then you, you know, there's there's only a handful of races over those fences that's what makes it so special if it was on every weekend John it wouldn't be the same you know what I mean yeah. so that's why um, it is it is such a, a special track and a special place and um, it's brilliant there's nothing like it especially if you're riding a good j- j- jumper it, it makes for a lot of fun and um, it's they've definitely made a lot of modifications to the track as we all know over the last couple of years which is actually kind of I find is um making the jockeys and everyone may sometimes go a bit faster. It's uh, definitely the types of races have changed over the last couple of years. You, you really have to stay because I think the lads are going uh, a good gallop from the flagfall, but still they're there to be jumped and there's a lot of fences and we have a couple of great uh, races over the fences there this weekend. And I think for me, for the Peter Chase, I'm going to go for percussion it was only beaten right. um, a couple of lengths there the last day he's the 20 to 1 shout and um, he was third there in, in a race there last month so um, for me um, I just think at the price um, I think he's uh, very attractive at 20 to 1 I'm frantically looking through the uh, the cards here on the racing post uh, to, to to bring up percussion and to see what, what this horse what the deal is with this horse I'm going through all the runners here. We're talking about, whoa, percussion. Yeah, Gavin Sheehan riding yeah. for uh, 10 stone 11. 10 stone 11, yeah. Um, ran a cracker the last day. Uh, was only beaten a couple of lengths. Was third uh, behind Al Dancer the last day. Um, in entry, obviously, uh, in the Grand Sefton. Was only beaten, was beaten about eight lengths. But, um, yeah, took to the fences well. Jumped really, really well. And, um I just think the, with Gavin Sheen, loads of experience over the, over the fences as well. And um, yeah, I just think he's at a very attractive price at 20 to 1. Very good. We'll uh, put that in the notebook, Katie. Now here at home at Ferry House, we've got Faso Vega running on Saturday, the son of Guevega. 
at the 152 as the post time and a maiden hurdle. Like the word machine is always bandied about in racing, uh, uh, probably too often, but this horse was a machine last season. It'll be very interesting to see what's happened over the summer and how he's progressed now. Yeah, of course it will be. We're all looking forward to him. Uh, you know, he was unbelievable in the Chanting Bumper last year. And, um, you know, obviously, all those talking horses, you know, sometimes there can be so much talk about them and then, then maybe they're not quite the real deal. But this guy ticked every box last year. He danced every dance and he got better and better as the season went on. And uh, we're all really looking forward to him. Obviously, American Mike last weekend in Navin was a bit disappointing. Um, yeah. He was his main rival last year, but I don't... Yeah, he was his main rival, but I don't think he ever put it up to him at any stage. So hopefully now he can step up again and be a, another horse for us all to follow for the season. And um, if he can be half as good as his mother, he'll be doing okay, won't he? Yeah, um, we always have to, you know, cherish our mothers. Um, Sunday's <laughs> meeting at Ferry House, one of the best of the year, Katie. Like you got those three grade ones. Let's start with the Royal Bond Novice Hurdle, 125. Champ Kylie, the favourite for this one for William Mullins and Paul Tannen, but a lot of horses with a lot of ones beside their name. Yeah, you know, just one thing about Irish racing, I know it's been a hot topic over the last couple of weeks, but I mean, there's just no we have racing once or twice maybe during the week Thursday of a Thursday and then wherever it might be and then we have all these top class racing the weekend and there's just no you have to run because I mean you just have to take each other on because there's just not enough races for people to run in but it's brilliant for the spectators because we get to really find out um, um, at the start of the season uh, get to see these good horses take each other on the good novices and uh, it just makes for it makes it all the more exciting you know the program in England is so big and there's so much racing and a far bigger place that they can run horses up and down the country left right and centre and don't really have to take each other on whereas um, you know we've got top class racing the weekend I mean the juvenile hurdle as well looks like a really hot contest and um, yeah I think Willie's horse though I mean he's been exceptional and um you know, I think this is another step in the right direction. He's going to be really hard to get away from. I know he's favourite, but still, if you told me I had to ride one, he's the horse I'd probably ride. Um, I know Barry Connell's horse has been progressive all season as well, but um, this is another step up again. And, um, you know, th- there's going to be more questions answered um, after this weekend. And I think that uh, the one that they're all going to have to beat is champ. Kylie, um, he just hasn't put a foot wrong and um, I mean the support for him has been huge and the talk has been huge you just can't get get, get uh, uh, yeah. away from that Yeah, Marine National is the Barry uh, Connell trained horse second favourite in the betting, Katie 155, the Dridmore Novice Chase so this is a field including winners at three festivals last season Banbridge won at Cheltenham Three Stripe Life won at Aintree Mighty Potter won at Punchestown there's also the Devil's Coachman who you tipped a couple of weeks ago as a non-runner the other horse he tipped was third. What do you think about this Dreamer? Very competitive race again. Um, you know, I Bambridge was obviously very good in Chetland the last day, although I don't know if he was going to win coming down to the last. Another horse fell. Uh, Joseph's horses are running out of their skin. He's having winners left, right, and centre, whether it be on both codes, National Hunt and Flat. The yard is really, really on fire. Um, another winner yesterday, obviously, with um, uh, the good horse of Joseph's when it. Um, when uh, the chase and Thurles yesterday he was good um, you know Three Stripe Life I thought he was good in Nace without being exceptional um, and I know he's favourite but um, I think I think Mighty Potter might have 
might be the one that is going to beat him. Um, okay. Chris Shipe life has a, he's a real stain chaser. He, he's very easy ride. He seems to be a good jumper and straightforward, but I don't know. There was something about Nace and I just can't quite put my finger on it. Now, listen, maybe I'll be proven wrong, but um, I think for me, my departure was good up the north and um, I just wasn't as convinced on Three Stripe Life and Nace as the way everyone else was. And I thought Bambridge, Bambridge even though he won in Shetland the last day, I thought the other horse might have, um, if he stood up at the second last, uh, he might have um, won. So for me, I'm going to go with Mighty Potter. Okay. Now the Hatton's Grace Hurdle, Honeysuckle, uh, People's Champion. Is she going to make history by winning four in a row? This is a very competitive race. This has been the most competitive renewal of this race in the last couple of years. But, um, you know, the one thing about her, you know, and Henry even says that the faster they go, the better it suits her. Ashdale Bob was ridden quite handy the last day. He might book out and go. Um, Classical Dream always books out and go. But I think that's going to suit her again. Um, You just, you know, she's an exceptional mare. She's not getting any younger, obviously. She's eight now. But still, um, with that mare's allowance, you know, she's... She's she's champion, isn't she? And she's the one that we really want to see of all the results of the weekend. I think everyone wants to see this mare win. And I think she will. Haskell Dream is a versatile horse and a fragile one. Which are, oh yeah, he is. I mean, he's definitely not straightforward, but a horse with loads of ability. Uh, his runs can be in and out. He gets quite hot leaving the parade ring. But listen, that kind of wears out as well. As they get a bit older, they kind of get a bit more sense or you'd like to think they would. He's a classy horse, but he's not straightforward and he's not as consistent as what Honeysuckle is. Like, she's a model of consistency. Like, I mean, all the ones behind her name, whether it be, whether maybe she's not firing in all cylinders and those real top class horses, male, female, They'll just get the job done. They'll pull it out of the bag all the time. And if she shows up here in any way, good form, um, you know, it's a very competitive race. Don't get me wrong, but I still feel that she's the one that they're all going to have to beat without doubt. Okay. Remember, market card is all in association with Betway. Get money back as a free bet if your horse finishes second in a selected meeting every day. 18 plus only. T's and C's apply. Bet the responsible way. We've got a 50 euro charity bet, both of us, with thanks to Betway. Keiji, who are you going to go for? Where's your 50 euro going this weekend? My 50 euro is going on a 25 euro actually each way. I'm going to yep. put it on the dabbler for Liam Cusack in the 12.55 in the Potterstown Handicap Chase. Um, he literally is going around loose. He's got 10.6 in his back with a guy called Adam Ellis claiming seven off 10.6. He had a nice run in Navin the last day and um, in a handicap hurdle. I think that'll leave him right for this. And I just think with that kind of weight, Liam Cusack's sharp as a razor. He's a very shrewd man. Shrewd very shrewd at what he does and uh, I just feel that this guy now at, at that kind of price and with that kind of weight and his back at 25 euros each way for me the dabbler 12.55 very good um, I'm a bit more conservative than you uh, Katie I'm going to dabble in these four so uh, the beat your chase uh, Jess Kill 5 to 1 10 each way was second over the fences last time in the 2.05 the 138 entry got to go for Sands Russian who's been running well a 5 to 1 10 euro win then on the Sunday on Ferry House, Champ Kylie, 10 euro win on the nose, or whatever the SP is, and then 155. I'm going to go for an outsider, five each way, and adamantly chosen in the Drinmore. Uh, like that horse, won a bumper a couple of years ago and has jumped well over fences so far. So I don't think what you think of any of those, but I'm um, going to take a conservative stance this week, Katie. Well, you're definitely spreading it around anyway, John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think maybe after this call, I'll be uh, looking at the Dabbler's form and maybe getting on that. But um, that way, Ambassador Katie Walsh, thanks so much. Uh, let's hope we get some winnings for charity this week. With a bit of luck and we'll talk, talk to you soon.
All right, mind yourself, Katie Walsh there. We're going to be back next week with more World Cup and Horse Racing previews on the Mark Your Card podcast. Mark Your Card, in association with Betway. Who are you backing, underdog or favourite? 18 plus, bet the responsible way. Visit dunlouis.net.